The backcountry discovery routes in the U.S. offer some incredible riding opportunities, but some of the most exciting routes can also be somewhat difficult to ride. And this is where Emmaus Moto Tours comes in. Emmaus Moto Tours specializes in the backcountry discovery routes. It's owned and operated by a very enthusiastic adventure rider and guide named John Sirabassi. And John is on every single trip that Emmaus Moto Tours runs. Every trip, the owner. John is the lead while another rides sweep. But the reason John's on every trip is, is really steeped in his reason for starting Emmaus Moto Tours. And that's to share the passion that he has for these places along the backcountry discovery routes and the ride itself. Emmaus runs with small groups of up to 10 motorcycles. And John says the detailed planning that they have really makes riding the backcountry discovery routes easier and more fun. EmmausMototours.com is a website. Anytime you're dealing with them, throw in there that you heard them here on Adventure Rider Radio. That's E-M-M-A-U-S-Mototours.com. Emmaus Mototours. Welcome to Adventure Rider Radio Raw, a roundtable-style spinoff from Adventure Rider Radio that we do each month about motorcycle travel. And on this episode of Raw, the seven wonders of the motorcycle travel world. you got to stick around for this. All that and more coming up. Before we get going, I want to give a shout-out to some people who've helped the show incredibly this past month with support of $50 or more. Here we go. David Pariseau, Brian Young, Christian Campman, Wayne Landry, and John Sirabassi from Emmaus Moto Tours. It's so great to have people that appreciate what we're doing and help the show by supporting. But please don't leave it to those that do. We need your support as well. And I think $50 or more gets you a shout out on the show like you just heard me do. We send out some cool Adventure Rider radio stickers as well for your bike or your toolbox. And we would love your monthly support on our patron account, which also benefits with stickers, etc. It's all on our website, adventureriderradio.com, and click on support. Now, just in case Raw is a new discovery for you, we've got another show, the flagship show called Adventure Rider Radio. Drop by the website, you'll see everything that's going on, adventureriderradio.com. Now, here we go, Adventure Rider Radio Raw for December 2022. Okay. Recorded live from the Canoe West Media Studio, deep in the boreal forests of North America, this is Adventure Rider Radio Raw, roundtable discussions about motorcycles, travel, and anything else that crosses our mind, completely unscripted, raw, and personal. My name is Jim Martin, and today the virtual roundtable afforded through the magic of the internet. I'm joined by my regular esteemed Overland co-host. I'm going to start with Sam Manicom in the UK. Hello, Sam. Hello, everybody. It's good to be back recording again. Nice to hear your voice, and uh, you're, you're getting ready for, uh, you're at home, right? Yes, I am. I'm I'm in Exeter in the UK, and um, yeah, winter's properly rolling in on us now. And you're getting ready for like you know the year end celebrations and all that. Dare I say Christmas? Oh, absolutely! No, I, I'm such a kid. I love Christmas. I I just the whole thing about the lights and the families getting together and um, you know frosty walks as a family you know, all of that sort of stuff. I I really really like Christmas. Yeah, it's, a, um, it's it's a good fun time. I mean, I don't I don't like all of the spending money that people can't afford and buying stuff that's just going to end up in the back of a cupboard or in, on the scrap heap or whatever. That to me, that's not Christmas. It's family and it's the fun and it's the laughter and it's the sharing and the appreciating each other and the simple things. And to me, Christmas made up of those things is just an absolute blast. Yeah. Shirley Hardy Ricks and Brian Ricks are in Australia. Good morning to the both of you. Good morning. Good morning. Hi, everyone. You're nestled by the beach this morning. 
We are. We're down on the Great Ocean Road for a little breakaway, yeah. so it's been very lovely. The weather's been nice. We've gone for long walks along the beach, so it's been very pleasant. Ah, very nice. And you're, you're coming into, well, you're into summer now. The weather's got to be pretty good we for are. you. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, well, we've been swimming. It's all yeah, good. Yeah, we've been swimming. We're into summer. Um, the uh, trail bike's out, ready to go. Got a couple of mates lined up to go for a trail ride when I get home. So, yeah, should be good. As long as we don't fall down one of those gold mines that are around our place, we should be okay. <laughs> you say <laughs> trial ride or trail ride? Uh, trail. We'd say trail. 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 No, I just I was Tra- wondering if you are talking about a trials bike, and I didn't. I couldn't imagine what that no. looks like going riding with a bunch of buddies on trials bikes. <laughs> A particularly at our age and our weight, um, it wouldn't be a good good look. <laughs> <laughs> I saw you posted a picture of, of some old bike you were riding, an old guy out for riding an old bike, I think you said? Uh, yeah, that was a 750 Honda that I did up. Um, yeah, we had a – there's a, a swap meet with one of the local uh, motorcycle clubs. So I'm looking for some pannier frames to finish off my R90S. And um, so I went for a ride. Oh, it was about oh, 150Ks, I suppose on that old bike. Oh boy, has a suspension come a long way since those days. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're going, you're looking for frames for luggage for another bike. And so you went for a ride to look for those frames. I mean, no, I've yeah, never heard yeah. anyone with more excuses to go for a ride, Brian. Than you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting inventive in my old age. <laughs> During COVID, he used to take a shopping list with him. So he could say he was going to do the errands. Uh, Did he bring yeah. anything back? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> got just, just a smile. Grant Johnson is in British Columbia, Canada. Grant, hello. Hello, everybody. I hope people are enjoying better weather than we are because we've got snow, which in the Vancouver area is, well, last weekend or last uh, Friday, I think it was, we had three inches of snow and the entire town stopped. And I do mean stopped. People were stuck on the bridges for nine hours. It's just insane. It's three inches of snow. Come on. It's not that hard. It's incredible but, uh, what snow does to people who aren't used to driving in it. Oh, yeah, I know. It's, it's just amazing. But Vancouverites do get snow, you know, kind of every year a little bit, but it, they seem to fall apart when we get it. Anyway, I'm enjoying this, looking outside. It's nice and snowy out there. It's pretty. It's quite pleasant. And I don't have to go anywhere. So I'm good. Yeah, that's the quite good enjoying thing. enjoying it. That's the yep. good thing. If you don't have to go out in it, then it's great. Yeah. Michelle Lamphere is in the Black Hills of South Dakota, enjoying some sunny, hot weather, I believe. Oh, I'm I'm sure. I wish. <laughs> we're, we're probably not quite as snowy as maybe Vancouver or that part of the world, but we're snowy and covered in a little thin layer of white here as well. And it's, um, yeah, it's just above zero Celsius, which sounds much worse than as a local when I do it in Fahrenheit. It's 35 degrees today, so it feels like a heat wave, actually. It feels it's the nicest day we've had in a week. So yeah, yeah I'm enjoying the heat wave. Fahrenheit does sound a little bit better, doesn't it? Just having those numbers there. I mean, zero just sounds like a go nowhere thing, whereas 32 <laughs> doesn't sound so bad. That's right. <laughs> I'm going to use it while I can in winter. In summer, it sounds worse, but in winter, it sounds better. So mm, yeah. Right. Well, for today, we are working on something that's really exciting because this is the first time that it's ever been done, as far as I know. We're compiling the ultimate list for motorcyclists. It's called... The Seven Wonders of the Motorcycle Travel World. That's very original, don't you think? I love it. 
It probably wouldn't have the same weight, you know, if, if there wasn't another Wonders of the World. I don't know what that's about, but some other Wonders of the World that are, that are down. But anyway, this is the seven wonders of the motorcycle travel world. Seven places, locations, and roads that will be listed as top experiences for motorcyclists. Uh, now, there isn't a currently list uh, available like this. There's, there's no list around that you can find. Google does not even know the answer to this. You can ask Google. We already, we already had a conversation about this, my, myself and Google, I mean. And we're going to make this list today. So after this, Google will have the answer, but they're going to come to us for this. So the way we're going to do it is by having each person on the panel suggest a few. I'm going to say between one and three of their suggestions that should be listed in the seven motorcycle wonders of the world. Here's how we're going to do it. Dramatic pause. (laughs) Just just before we do it, I just want to point out, this isn't a contest to see who suggests each of the seven or or any of them for that matter. We're working as a team, but hopefully your, your passion will have you pushing for one of the wonders that you feel very strongly about and you'll argue for it to remain in the final selection. So don't worry if you don't get one that's in the final selection or don't worry about trying to get as many as you have in the final selection. That's, that's not the point of this. So each Tim, person... Tim, hang, hang on a minute. Yeah. Hang on a minute. None of us have got even the slightest air of competition about us. <laughs> well, really? no, no, I'm, I'm going to throw something in here that, that's going to that's really going to pit everyone against each other. And, and I think it's going to create some real friction here that I'm looking forward to some fights. So let's see, let's see how this goes. So each person can elect up to three places, like I said, between one and three. Each of your entries must be backed with some kind of story of your experience or at least a brief explanation of why you would think the place should be included in the seven motorcycle wonders of the world. So if you haven't been there, that's fine. If you really think that it should be included, just be able to tell us why. And it's okay if it's a duplicate. So if you're saying one and somebody else has already said it, that's okay. In fact, that actually works better for our process. That, that helps us refine things. So first, you guys have all written the names of your selections down, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, more or less. Okay, everybody's got them down. You don't need the reason written down or anything. Just, just give it a name so you're able to give it. Then, once everybody says their choices, then you're going to have the option of seconding another person's choice. So, in other words, if, if one person said, uh, I don't know, the Himalayas, you know, it's, it's something as vague as that, and, and you wanted to back it, you could say, okay, I'm going to back the Himalayas, but you have to give up one of yours to do it. So that's going to take one of yours out of it. And this is, this is a natural selection here is what it's going to do. So you have to be passionate about that one. So you got to trade out to get a choice. And then after that, we're just going to get right down to the mud and fight it out for the last ones. So who wants yeah, to go? Yeah, but I've got 15. 15? Grant, that's too or many. Or 20? We don't have five. No, it's, but, 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 but okay. it's so hard to, to cut it down. I know. You've got to triage, okay? And that's what, we're going, that's what we're doing with the list. And that's what we're doing with seconding somebody else's. So I'm going to leave you to look at your list while we go over to somebody who's only got three, which is Brian, did I just hear you make oh, a sound? If, if only you could see his list. What? No. Do the top three. <laughs> We've kind of worked together, Jim. Okay. And um, oh. I, I went for roads that take you to the end of somewhere, the end of the world in whatever continent. That was my thought process. For me, the road's to the end of anywhere, the end of every continent. You've got Route 3 in South America where you end up in Ushuaia and you have the best motorcycle fun you can have at Christmas and New Year without breaking the law. 
Really? Mm. You did? Uh, you did. <laughs> I don't remember, so it doesn't count. Um, in South Africa, we've been to where the Atlantic and Indian Ocean meet, and that's a great ride and it's a great three great place to get to. It's really significant um, on any journey. But I've narrowed it down my favourite, 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 favourite is the road to Nordcap in Norway. Riding through the snow canyons is a great motorcycle experience. The road can be, it's a very good quality piece of tarmac, but it can be incredibly windy, awfully cold, no matter what time of the year. And it's such a huge sense of achievement when you get to Nordcap and you stand underneath the monument at the top of Europe. It is awesome. That's mm. mine. Okay. That's one of yours. You guys are, are working together on this. Do you have another one? Yep. Brian's probably got a couple. Yeah, I've, I've got one which I, I felt um, started at a significant location in the world and ended at a significant location in the world and is a spectacular ride um, if you can do it in a day and if you like scraping your toes and having a bit of fun, um, it, it rises up. Um, it's one of the highest roads in the world but then comes down to an ocean and that's the, the road from Cusco to Nazca in um, Peru. Unbelievable. You, you, you start off in, or we did, we, we went from Cusco, we went uh, through the beautiful green fields and farmlands and then up and up and up um, past Machu Picchu and then you, and you end up in um, the snow going across the top of the mountains and then you come down this twisty road which is just corner after corner after corner and it leads you down to the Pacific Ocean. So you're going from green fields, snow, height, right down through the arid deserts of um, Nazca, right down to the Pacific Ocean. And it's it's about uh, six, oh, I, I know it's 640 kilometres, um, but wow, what a piece of road. Wow. That's so, mine. How do I spell Nazca? N-A-Z-C-A. Well, there's, there's two ways, N-A-Z-C-A, um, uh, Americanisation or, or English is N-A-S-C-A. C-A, isn't it, Shirley? I oh, think no. some of it, but the, the, the proper spelling is N-A-Z-C-A. And that's okay. where there's the lines of the, yeah. the monkey. Then you take a flight yeah. over the Nazca lines and, you know, where the, um, the bodies are put out in the desert from by the old people and are still in uh, such good shape that they're, um, you know, they've still got they're mummified. mummified hair and all that sort of stuff. It's a fantastic place. Fantastic. Wow. And, and do you have any more? Oh, you want one more? You want more? No, no, no I'm not just looking for more. I mean, was, was that your picks? Is that, that as far as you're, you're going? You're setting us up for it. You're setting us up. You're well, shot I guess, down here. Well, if we go for the, <laughs> we'll go. I'm, I'm just going to pick go, the eyes out of it. Yep, that one. We'll go for this one. Now, if you're a motorcyclist, and I think Sam knows what I'm talking about here, um, and uh, you want to go to one of the most iconic places in the world where motorcycling is celebrated, it's got to be the Isle of Man. It must be. <laughs> Has to be. Ride the track. You know, you can ride it on Mad Sunday or you can ride it when there's no, not racing. You don't have to go fast, but it's just such a great place and where motorcycling is celebrated. Um, everyone rides all sorts of bikes. I think I've said before, you know, you see guys on – old bikes with like a, a, a Vincent Black Shadow with camping gear on it and all sorts of things. You know, it's um, it's marvellous. So if you're into motorcycling and particularly motorcycling history, 
I would say the Isle of Man has got to be on your list. Okay. That's just great. That's And it's going to be tough for everybody, I know. But um, I like hearing this. It's nice to hear the Isle of Man was number three, though. I'm glad you said that. Anyway, so, okay, so so we're, we're stopping there with you guys? Yeah, not that I don't like the Isle of Man, Brian. It's just that I think, you know, if you're not into racing, it doesn't have the same, you know. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter oh. if you're into racing or not. It's still no. the whole ambiance, the whole aura, everything about it. Um, like Susan and- is absolutely not into racing, but... She went out there and she watched and she she, she actually loves the sidecars. So that was just yeah, absolutely yeah, amazing yeah, watching those guys. Um, so there she had go, a good there time. You go. Grant, Grant has just seconded it out. So thanks. Yeah, Grant. absolutely. So we, we, we won up already. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, I haven't well, been well, I had, man. You're, you're slowly convincing me. Okay, this this is great. got to go. Okay, it's a must. So um, let's, let's bring in Michelle here. Michelle, what do you have? Ooh, well, I've got a list and... and not to be outdone, I've probably got 40 or 50 things. On 40 or 50. <laughs> We're be I have a hard this. time narrowing down. I know I'm, I'm terrible. I like everything. But, but hang on. Um, but Did I, you, do you have that list? Like, like, is that a list as you started out with your top ones and sort of kept going on down? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you know which ones are <laughs> tops then, right? I, I do for sure. And okay. I, I think for me, one of my top ones, and I know it's you know, something that a lot of motorcyclists will know about, maybe have been to, you're going to hear it's sometimes talked about in a controversial way because it's, for some people, it's a bit of a disappointment. It isn't for me. And I just want to say, I think it's totally worth it. So I'm talking about the El Camino de la Muerte, the death road in Bolivia. Um, It was known as the death road because of when it existed as the sole route from La Paz, Bolivia, down into the jungle. And it was a two-way road. The road is narrow. During tropical rainy season, uh, the road washes out. So it was very dangerous. It was known for, unfortunately, busloads of people from time to time going off the cliff edge of the road. So very scary. But since the road has been closed and it is used only Normally, the traffic only descends from La Paz down to Coroico in the bottom of the canyon. So it is much safer. It's a one-way route. In fact, it's ridden a lot by mountain bikers, um, which are annoying, can I say, when I rode it. There were van loads of of mountain bikers passing me. I'm on a motorcycle and they're passing me, whizzing around (laughs) corners, but I'm stopping for photos and enjoying the view. So um, anyway, it's something that's really so impressive because of really the geography of it. You descend something like 11 or 12,000 feet, 3,500 meters over the course of 38 miles, 64 kilometers. You can feel the temperature changes. You ride up and out of La Paz. You're in the mountains above treeline. There's snow. It's cold. The road is even getting a bit icy. And you descend all the way down into the bottom of the jungle and jungle heat and vines and trees and it is just an experience like no other to descend that much in that few miles as you twist and turn and curve on that road. It's it's really an experience and it's absolutely worth it. Okay. So you love the death road, hate the cyclists. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so what, what other one do you have? Oh, gosh. Of your 40 well, or 50? I'm going to say... Oh, I want to say the Ace Cafe in London. Hmm. It's such a classic place for the beginning and ending and gathering of adventure motorcyclists. Um, it's such a historic place because of the history of the uh, 
um, the mods and the rockers and, and kind of that um, cafe racer society back in the 50s and 60s in London. Um, it, it's just kind of an iconic place to go. It, whether you're on a bike or not, I've been to it a few times, not with a motorcycle, unfortunately, but for some motorcycle events. And uh, yeah, it, it's pretty special. I like that. I didn't expect that. that. We, we did an episode mm-hmm. in the Ace Cafe, actually. I'll put a link in the show yeah. notes if anybody's interested in that, because it, it, it does the whole history um, oh, of, nice. of the Ace Cafe. So that was kind of fun. And, and that's really neat. Good choice. Uh, do you have another one you want to put in, Michelle? No, nope, I think that's it for now. Okay. Thank you. All right, Sam, are you ready to go? Oh, no, it's impossible. I give up already. There's so many magic places out there. Yes. If you can imagine a cork board in front of me at the moment, and I've got three pins, and I'm going to close my eyes and stick the pins in wherever they just, turn. Just don't put your other hand up there first. No, well, yeah. yeah. Um, actually, it's my hands are so cold at the moment, I could probably stick a pin in and not notice. <laughs> Wait a second, okay. why are your hands cold? That, that, that's what you look like when we saw you, was you look like you're all bundled up. Looks like you're sitting outside. Yeah, but you know, we, we Africans, we, we live for the sun and this chilly stuff, it's it's not impressive. Oh, so no matter what you do with the heat, you, you're just going to feel cold. Yeah, exactly. Oh, you wouldn't um, survive in Canada at all. No, I wouldn't. No, not at all. <laughs> No, I mean, I was I was thinking about when Grant was talking about how people were reacting to the snow um, in Vancouver, and I was thinking, yeah, that's that's the English genes coming out in them. <laughs> it's strange because you know, like when you if you were to read your books, you'd just think that you're almost invincible. I mean, you've been through everything, and now you're just like a, a little wimp about the cold. Oh, it's it's absolutely shocking. But have you not noticed that there are very very few occasions in my books where I'm anywhere where it's cold? Oh, that's true. That's true. My timing is normally impeccable. It's only when something goes wrong, such as um, going from northwestern Iran into eastern Turkey, um, where Mount Ararat is. And that was in the middle of the winter. And that was not funny. I was not impressed. Um, Okay. Um, I'd like to pick one um, very famous highway and a couple of lesser known, I think. The first one I think that really, really needs to be on this list is the Karakoram Highway. I haven't ridden it, but it's been on my must-ride list for such a long time. Um, and the only reason that I didn't get to it when I was on the big trip was because it took me so long to get a visa for Iran. And by the time I'd got that visa, three months on, um, the seasons had changed and you couldn't get up there anymore. So um, this is on my dream list, but it's there for very good reason. For those who don't know about the Karakoram Highway, it's a national highway which extends from Pakistan through the Karanjaram Pass in the Gilgit Baltistan. I can never pronounce that. And then it crosses across into China. Um, It's said to be the eighth wonder of the world, in part because of its high elevation and the incredible scenery. I mean, just have a look at the photographs from this area and you'll see why the, the voice change happened there. And the difficult conditions that it was constructed in. And so this is a, a road of awe and respect, I think. It's um, 810 miles long, and it's actually one of the old Silk Road routes. So I kind of like the fact that um, it weaves its way through a very old history. Um, now, to give you an idea about how special the construction of this road was, it was started in 1959 and, and didn't fully open until the public until 1986. So, yeah, it was that complicated to build. Now, it's open for most of the year. They say the the pass 
is um, open only between the 1st of May and the 31st of December because the rest of the year it's just it can just be snowed in. So you've got a small time period that you can get through. And they do have, um, to complicate masses, heavy monsoonal rains around July and August. So you've got landslides to deal with, etc., etc. The the history and the different towns and so on along the way quite quite spectacular. Gilgit, for example, this area has the the, um, the longest glaciers outside the polar region, and it's world uh, it's um, home to the to the world's second highest peak. So that's K two, and there are just um, just awesome things like. Um, carvings of Buddha into the sides of mountains and, you know, all of that sort of stuff. And I think that if anybody can do this road, then try and get on it fairly quickly because the Chinese are going to turn it from the 10 metre wide road that it is now to about 30 metres. But having said that, bearing in mind how long I've said that it took to, to build the road in the first place, you can imagine how long it's going to take to to, to change it from 10 metres to 30 metres. Mm. Um, why is motorcycling so special? Well, I think it's a combination of the challenges of the terrain, the road conditions and the altitude sickness, because a lot of people suffer from altitude sickness, I gather, but also the temperatures. And it seems to me that anyone who completes the Karakoram Highway um, is going to ride away with a sense of achievement, a huge sense of achievement, and a list of memories, phenomenal memories, as long as their arms. Because, yeah, I mean, just have a look at the photos and hunt out stories about the Karakoram Highway, and you'll see why I'm, I'm bagging on about it a bit. I'll shut up now. I, I think we've got a photo of us at the, the sign that says it's the eighth wonder of the world, the Karakoram Highway. Um, somewhere. It's, but we uh, couldn't get past Sost because of the snow. Well, we got as far as Sost and it was snowed in and the, the snow was, you're talking about three inches of snow, you're talking about um, a Lost. foot a foot of snow uh, either side of the wheel tracks and um, we just couldn't get up to the border. We got about 60 k's from the Chinese border. But, yeah, it's a special part of the world. And I remember going around a corner and Shirling saying, oh, wow, and you just see those um, the glaciers. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Yep. Well, nice. What's the condition of the road? Is is it a fairly easy road to ride? Oh, <clears throat> it's well, all paved. It, yeah, yeah, it was asphalt. Yeah, because i i did the I did the Karakoram Highway on my trip to Pakistan a couple of years ago. We rode that and went up to Kunjarab Pass at the border with China, and we were yeah. lucky enough to get all the way to the top. Um, there are so many rock slides that although yeah, it's a paved road. The road is literally just getting hammered. The asphalt is getting hammered by oh, falling rock. And there's so many right. potholes. The road <clears throat> is just destroyed yeah. in places. Um, but it was spectacular. We rode from Islamabad all the way up to the border with China. It was, it, yeah. Sam's not wrong. It is an incredible yeah. road. Yeah, that's true. And I have total envy, but I'm really happy that we've got two seconds for that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we got seconds. Where did that come from? You guys are counting chickens before they're hatched here. But okay, Sam, what do you have for another one? All right. Um, this one is um, a road that really surprised me. Um, I rolled into Thailand full of stories from people who were saying to me, oh, you should have been here 12 years ago. It was really nice then. And my attitude was very much, well, it's all going to be new to me. So, because it's new to me, I'm not going to think about what other people think it, I should have been riding through. I'm going to just enjoy where I am and how I'm finding it now. I did find the coastal sections a lot more touristy than I had hoped to, but that's fairly inevitable in the end, isn't it? Because all of those drop-dead gorgeous white sandy beaches and, and so on and so on. But it was the mountains 
um, in Thailand that particularly grabbed me. And there's um, a road called the Mae Hon Son Loop. And why this one? It's a 1,860 curve road, much of which is through jungle and is through um, sections of the mountains. And parts of the jungle riding can be really misty. I mean, not foggy. Um, so, you know, sort of riding on the road and yeah, you'll go through um, occasional wispy um, sections of um, cloud. Um, but um, then when you sort of pop out of that, you can be riding above sections of forest that it just looks as if the, the pixies and, um, and so on are out to play down there. It has a really ethereal feeling to it. And it's also one of these roads that takes you back in time. Now, I rode it on my R80GS. And for one of the rare times on the round world trip, I found myself considering that a smaller bike might be more fun. And the reason for that was because I did some of the dirt tracks along the way, but they were like riding on tan colored ice. Um, it was just absolutely horrible mud. And um, the locals were going past me on their little 125cc trail bikes. And where I was slipping and sliding all over the place, they were just do, 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 past me. And I did think, yeah, okay, um, yeah, smaller bike might have been fun. But on the main road itself, absolutely wonderful. There are so many things to see along the way. There are caves to explore, um, just vast expanses of paddy fields, traditional houses on stilts that you can um, see. There's rafting, trekking, temples, etc. Um, and you're also close to Thailand's highest peak. And having a bike um, is a fantastic way of getting up there. Um, other than that, you're um, in with the local local transport, much of which is full of visitors. So when you're on your own bike, then you've got the chance to stop and to look and to see and, and so on. Now, the route is only about 370-ish um, miles. Um, because it's so twisty, uh, you can take around four days to ride it, but I think that's too fast. And I know some people do it in two, but I think to myself, well, what for? It, to me, this is a road that if you're going to do it that fast so you can um, max out the, the curves, then you've got to go through again just so that you can stop and look and you can appreciate the sounds and the smells and you can do the different things um, along that you can get involved with along the way. But one of the reasons that I picked this was because it's something that you don't have to be on a big trip to do. So you can start it and finish it in the city of Chiang Mai and you can fly into the city. You can rent from a range of bikes, from some really reputable um, bike rental um, places, and then you can just head out. So you just don't need to be on a big trip to, to enjoy something as fun as the Mei Hon Son Loop in Thailand. So that was my second one. And, and to spell that, Sam, is that M-A-E-H-O-N-G? Yep. Yeah, that's okay. H-O-N. H-O-N? Son. Yeah. M-A-E, new word. H-O-N, new word. S for Sierra, O-N. Okay. Okay. Wow. All right. Didn't expect that one either. Do, do you have another one you want to put in? Sure. Um, no, I don't want, this I don't want to one... just keep doing this, Sam, but I mean, because <laughs> I know you're just going to keep going if I ask you another one. Well, yeah, did, did you want to put another one in? Um, everybody's put in two so far, haven't they? So maybe I should wind my neck in and um, let us roll over to Grant. Okay. As long as you're satisfied, you, that, that other one that's sitting there isn't one that's going to, <laughs> that isn't going to drive you nuts thinking, I should have said it. I should have said it. Um, are you guys all sitting comfortably? Because I could be a while. 
<laughs> did I just groan Shirley, out loud? Shirley. Sorry, Sam. Yeah, you did, Shirley. Yeah. Can you just do that a little bit well. louder, please? I was hoping that I was going to get the full groan factor. <laughs> okay. I mean, I've got things. I've got things like um, the Carretera Austral and Ruta Forty, and and so on. And there is one other from um, the Pyrenees that I really like. And I think that anybody who is traveling to Europe should have a go at doing this. Um, the Pyrenees is a range of mountains along the border between Spain and France. And you can do a 1,600 mile route from the Mediterranean up to the Atlantic coast and back again. So this, the, the two sides of the mountain range are incredibly different. And that's part of what makes this loop such fun to do. Spain is on one side and it's, um, it's much drier. It's much more rugged. It's craggy. And on the French side, it's... Um, it's how you see photographs of um, the, the rolling fields in Switzerland and that sort of thing. So a lot more lush, um, more, more rolling um, countryside. Um, the cultures are very different from one side to the other two. And for me, that's part of the fun of traveling is delving into the different cultures. And this man-made, uh, sorry, this natural made line across Europe um, has made quite a significant difference in the cultures. Um, Spain's N260 highway as well as France's D117 uh, can be part of your route. And these are around 85 to 90% curves. So for me, that's one of the key things about them um, that make them such special roads um, for motorcycling. Um, and people who are interested in um, the Tour de France cycle race, when you're on the French side, obviously, uh, you're going to be traveling along um, some really good sections of the Tour de France race. And the, to the Col de Tourmalet is the highest mountain pass in, in the Pyrenees. And it's also one of the best and you have to pick your time for it because although it's not very high, it is often closed in the winter. Um, on a motorcycle, I like this particularly, uh, particular loop because you can really make it up as you want and you can go heading off down um, side roads. You can travel on fairly extreme gravel or you can just stay on the twisties. And while camping there is fun. Um, you can um, find yourself plenty of places to tuck away. So what you know that I love to wake up in the morning with just me, Birgit and our bikes. And you can do that a lot in, in the Pyrenees. So there we are. I will shut up now, Shirley. Oh, okay. Well, thank so, you, Sam. So the, <laughs> so the Pyrenees, <laughs> that, that's the choice, right? It's not a particular route. It's the Pyrenees, whatever route you choose. Anywhere the Pyrenees. in the Pyrenees. Okay. Yeah, anywhere. Maybe. Okay. Yeah, yeah, anywhere. Spectacular. Wonderful. I love it. Grant? It's all up yeah, to you. Well, okay. Um, hmm. Well, the Pyrenees, yes. I would go along with Sam on that, absolutely. I spent a lot of time there, probably a month altogether riding around. Uh, we used to run the home there. And the riding everywhere, easy off-road, great pavement. It's, it's all spectacular. So, yeah, high on the list for sure. It's a must area to do. I also had the Isle of Man TT, of course. That was absolutely top of my list. That is, oh, okay. you, got, you just got to do it. It's one of those amazing places that every motorcyclist has to see just because you don't understand it until you get there and see it. And watching the racers go around and the speed they run, the corners they ride, the danger they go through, it's, it's absolutely scary. I had um, almost had an opportunity to ride there when I was racing, and I turned it down <laughs> because I couldn't afford it. <laughs> oh, lucky boy. <laughs> oh, you are, I have no idea how lucky. <laughs> I looked at it when, I, when we were there a few years ago, and I thought, 
I am so glad I couldn't afford to come. Wow. <laughs> the first time we were there, Grant, there was a, a story in the local paper, and uh, this is a direct quote from the local paper. These riders have, quote, balls the size of watermelons, close quote. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> or, or, or hang on, there could be another line to that, or brains the size of peas, you could say. <laughs> yes, you could say that too. Yeah. I mean, I was pretty crazy when I was racing in young. I like to think that I've smartened up a little bit since then. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. So you have to see it. It's just, the, you know, it's the evening entertainment, what's going on generally. There's there's parties going on. There's bikes everywhere. You walk down Douglas Street and the, the bikes you see there, just wow. Things out of legend, you know, like Brian was saying, you know, there's Vincent's there and there's um, Tritons and all kinds of wonderful stuff. It's just amazing to see. My bike really stood out amongst all the sporty bikes, I can tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we were, we were the same, but... Uh, you could just go to a, a, a pub on the other side of the island and there'll be a, a parade of a hundred bikes just lined up on the streets and everyone just going along, talking to each other and sharing a pint of beer or whatever they do. Yeah. Yeah, going, the across the ferry, going across the ferry bridge where everybody stops, all the races stop and, and – um, uh, you have to say hello to the fairies. Yes. Safety, yeah. Or it brings you bad luck if you don't. Yeah. That's right. I hear there are some really nice off-road trails too. Oh, yes. yeah. There's some oh, wonderful yeah. off-road. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, really yeah. good stuff. Gorgeous scenery. It's, it's, it's um, and when they race, they only race every second day. So if you're not all that wrapped in the racing, every second day there's so many wonderful places to visit. It's just great. Really interesting history. Uh, the longest democracy, I think, a thousand years, the yeah. continuous democracy on the Isle of Man, oh, wow. go to the parliament. And then you go riding and racing, and it's awesome. Yeah, sounds pretty neat. What, what's your next one, Grant? Um, well, this is one that nobody else has come up with, fortunately. Um, the Icefields Parkway and the Canadian Rockies. Ah, yes. Mm. Nice. Yep, yep, yeah. Nice. Yep, yep. That's, yep. That's, that's amazing. 230 kilometers long, uh, runs north-south from Jasper to Lake Louise. Um, we're going back in history in Canada for uh, – the, the railroad went through here in 1885, which was actually what meant that British Columbia would become part of Canada. BC said, if you don't build a railway across Canada, we're not going to join Canada. Yeah, it was the, and, it was the carrot, wasn't it, that got them to join? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, so that's a really big thing on the, in the history. Um, the, the road finally went through the, the first national park in 1962. So it's not an old, old road. It's it's relatively new. Um, the there's hot springs everywhere. The scenery is spectacular. You get up to I forget what the altitude is. It's about eight thousand feet. Um, just everywhere you go, there's spectacular scenery. The um, you go to Lake Louise. This is an iconic photograph that you'll see everywhere on pictures of. You must come to Canada. This is the picture they show is Lake Louise. It's a spectacular area. I can't recommend it highly enough. The road's fantastic. And, you know, you think, oh, it's, it's 230 kilometers, 144 miles. Well, yeah, that's fine. But what else is there? Well, from there, there are roads that are just as good, hundreds, thousands of miles of roads. We hold one of our events just a few hours from there. And the riding everywhere is spectacular. It's all, I mean, I could list off Road after road after road, destination after destination. It's all spectacular. It's a beautiful, beautiful piece of the world. Um, 
people say, well, Norway, yes, Norway, yes, I agree. Norway's fantastic. This is the same as Norway. This is the same as southern Chile, spectacular scenery. Um, the South Island of New Zealand is another spectacular place that I love. Those are all, to me, much the same, and they're all worth doing. You want to do every single one of them. The South Island of New Zealand is one of my the highlights for me, for sure. It was We really, really enjoyed that. Lots of great roads. So okay. it, it's a destination at the same time. Um, what else? Oh, Brian didn't pick up on another wonderful road in Australia, the Great Ocean Road. Oh, we're actually on it right now. I know. <laughs> <laughs> and you didn't mention it. You always think of a way from your home, though, don't you? Yeah. But can yeah. I just say, going back to the um, the ice fields, the colour of the water yeah, is just extraordinary. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. just Amazing. the most. It is the most beautiful place, and the Great Ocean Road is pretty damn good too. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention the, the Icefields Parkway. The Icefields, you can actually yeah, get on, uh, on a, um, it's not really a snowmobile, but it's a multi-person wheeled vehicle that takes you out on the ice and you get right up, um, way up on the glacier. It's it's really cool. You can hear the ice groaning. You can crawl down into some of the crevasses, see what's down there and the color down there. You could be in a, a complete ice cave and it's blue and it twinkles and it sparkles. It's, it's just Really, quite an experience. So, highly recommended. Yeah, um, we liked it too. We rode through in um, October. Um, ah, yes. And, um, but, well, it should have been. But when we were sort of heading back down from Alaska area, we rolled into an Indian summer. And uh, it was just one of those lucky times. And yeah, the tops of the mountains, they were covered in snow. Yep. Um, but down where, us, where we were, um, it was cold. But um, the colours were just gorgeous, and I'm trying to remember one of the name of one of the the lakes that we went to. Yes, we went to Lake Louise, and that was where we saw our first um, uh, God brainstorm. Um, those creatures with long legs and big big horns. Moose, moose. Thank you, moose. thank you. <laughs> that was where we saw our first moose. All of the time we'd been in Canada, um, we still hadn't seen one until we got to Lake Louise, and it was um, grazing in um, the the in the lake itself. And it was amazing how long this thing could keep its head under water for. But anyway, there's um, a lake nearby. Is it Lake PT or Petrie or something like there's that? I can't so many. The name. I, I can't help you. There's too many. And we, we we sort of climbed up there and there was this wonderful outlooking and, and down into the lake and just what Shirley said, the, the color. Wow. It was just this pure mix of azure and turquoise and just it was it was almost an electric blue almost unnatural mm-hmm. and when we um showed friends photographs of it they were just saying no nah, you've you've messed around with that no not at all that is not how nature made it yeah that's all glacial runoff everywhere it's fantastic so well, what else did i have you certainly struck a so, chord with that one okay so you got the isle of man and really? the icefields parkway do you have another Oh, how many? Um, <laughs> well, France, we've already talked about France and the Pyrenees and all that area. Um, New Zealand, of course, that's got to be in there. How about the Dalton Highway, the Hall Road? The Dalton Highway. Yeah. Yeah. That was on my list too. Yeah. That's for the truly adventurous 414 miles highway. Um, it's, it's known as the Hall Road because it's it was really built just originally to haul stuff to the pipeline and get it all the way up to Prudhoe Bay to the oil fields. Um, it's it's rough. It's nasty. 
it can be easy. It can be hard. It can be extremely difficult. If you go at the wrong time, you're going to be snowed in and forget it. You can't even do it. Um, it can be dangerous. The, the trucks are going by at, at high speeds. They do not slow down for you. You need to keep out of the way. So it, it's a real challenge to ride, and it's a long way. Um, there is gas halfway, but only just. So you've got to go 414 miles divided by two. Hmm. So you've got to figure out your gas. It's Susan didn't like it. She was happy to do to do it for the challenge of getting to Prudhoe Bay and Dead Horse, but she really didn't like, think much of the scenery. I thought it was beautiful. It's absolutely spectacular. It's taiga. There's almost nothing there. But if you look closely, there's water everywhere, there's ponds, there's small animals, the caribou wander through, there's moose everywhere. There's bears. There's we saw bears. We saw bears on the Dalton. Yeah. Mosquitoes. In Canada, the there's bears. <laughs> yeah. Get Mus used ox. to it. Muskox, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the, the trees, the trees got me because they'll be like three or four feet high. But yep. they're 20 years old or oh, less. They're 100 years old. Some yeah. of them, yeah, that's right. That's right, because of the, the weather conditions. Just amazing. Yep. Yeah, their growing season is about two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. The, the standard joke is uh, spring is, is July, summer is August, fall is September, and the rest is winter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And it's yeah, true. Right. And even September is actually what they really call it is rough sledding season. Right. Yeah, yeah it's nasty. Of, and the surface of the road, because of the permafrost, it's, um, it's like jelly. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. like jelly. It moves all the time. I can understand why Susan wasn't all that wrapped in it. Um, and the accommodation, we camped um, at Marion Creek Campground on the way no, up and no, back, absolutely. but we stayed at the oil camp at Prudhoe Bay. Well, you have um, to. Yeah, but um, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Nowhere else like it. It's very no. strange. It is very strange, and I think um, it's a real <laughs> it's a challenge to do it because the road is is really actually difficult on on an average day. Um, you wouldn't want to be a beginner rider doing it on a Harley. Um, it could be a little tricky, but to have done it and to have got to the top of North America, the, the, the highest point in North America that you can ride to, it feels good, especially when mm. you've just come from Ushuaia at the other end. Mm. So it, it's a real feeling of, yes, we have finished this. We have done something. We've gone to the destination. Like Shirley was saying about any place that's the destination is amazing. On my list, by the way, was Ushuaia and the parties and everything else. So yeah. I I'm going to have to do the other end. Um, but yeah, I think it's 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 one of those places that yeah, it should be on your list. But think You'll hard never, about it. Just the things that we never thought about before, you know, with the power cords hanging out in the car park so they could plug the yeah. cars into power so they didn't sure, freeze up. And freeze. Um, and when we got we did the the tour out to the um, to the water because it's on the oil field. And the guy got off the bus with his gun and he said, I'll just check and make sure there's no polar bears. And I thought, oh, my Lord, what are we doing here? <laughs> and then Brian, they wouldn't let Brian swim. They've banned swimming in the water up there, the oil company. Yeah. So Brian took his boots off and dropped his pants and waded into the water, much to the surprise of the people who were on our little bus. <laughs> Good on you, Brian. <laughs> well done, mate. 
he'd had a swim in the Antarctic, so he had to have a swim in the Arctic. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, good for him. <laughs> Yeah, you can't camp, unfortunately, at uh, Dead Horse because literally there's polar bears wandering through. So yeah. Yeah. something to keep in mind. You will have to pay the price for the worst accommodation you can imagine. Oh, correct. And the most expensive, <laughs> stupid expensive. And, yeah. We were there in 2000? 90, no, 98. Mm. And it was $180 for a night. So I'm yeah. afraid to ask what it is now. Well, we were there in 2000 and. 12, yeah, 2000, yeah, 2012, and it was over 300 a night. Right. So it's an expensive trip. It's a difficult trip. It's a challenge. It's hard. People would argue that there's nothing to see, but other people would argue there's lots to see. Lots to see. And that expensive accommodation, they do throw in the worst meal you will eat in the northern hemisphere. <laughs> oh, that's good. I that's mean, just I mean, you know, it's, to, 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 in their defense, I mean, at least they're you know they've got something notable. If it was just an average place, then you wouldn't really have much to say about it. Correct. <laughs> that's <Correct>. very special. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, that that's a good list. Now, we, we certainly have the Isle of Man, which has been obviously seconded by Grant. So um, it rises up there a little bit. Now we'll have to go through this list and see what has to go, because, of course, we don't have enough slots to get all of these in here. The but, one but I thing, was going to toss in some more. Oh, you were? Ones that you really think need to I be was. there? Of course I was. I've got Kerala, I've got Fanny Pashna. On another episode, we'll do the top 250 <laughs> yeah, we can, can do that. Can we each do one more though? One more? We probably okay. each have one more to throw in the okay. pot. Yeah, yeah. I, I can tell you're regretting not giving another one here, Michelle. <laughs> so, right. what, what have you got? Uh, oh, for me. Oh, gosh. Well, it's a legend. I think it'd have to be the Road of Bones. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the road itself is is just such a, a sad and kind of dark piece of history and, and mm-hmm. really... Um, really such a unique place that motorcyclists for years have been trying to get to. And I, I think it's a legend because it's so remote and so rugged. The road itself, it's sometimes called the Colima Highway, is only uh, 1,262 miles long. doesn't sound like much, but imagine the thousands of miles you have to ride just to get there. Um, so it, it, it's a legend in and of itself. They estimate that between 250,000 and a million political prisoners and slave laborers died while working on the road. And because the area is covered with permafrost, the government or road builders or powers that be decided that it was easier to bury the people in the road itself rather than digging graves for them. So it's such a solemn and to me, a really kind of a morbid and dark thing to think of. But I, I know that the road itself, I think, has a place, at least in, in modern day with motorcyclists. And I, I think it should be mentioned. It's a tricky one to up, Michelle. We we pondered it and um, two up on the one yeah, bike with all that all the luggage. We just thought it was going to be too risky for us mm-hmm. to do. Yeah, if, if we were with others, we probably would have had a crap. But when you're by yourself, um, yeah. two up. It's mm-hmm. a little, little um, yeah, foolhardy. We, we thought about it too. Do we want to do that? Do we want to do Russia? Hmm. No, too hard. Yeah. yeah. Have you done it, Michelle? Did you do oh, it? No, I have not. No, oh, right. And I'm not sure that I, yeah, I think it has to be at, at least kind of acknowledged. It's not something that really is even high 
on my personal list. Um, I've got a few other places that I'd like to ride and, and a few other favorites. Um, lots of places, lots of little short rides and things, but the Road of Bones is legendary. It's big, it's remote. And it, I just thought it was worth a mention. Absolutely. But you probably yeah, major for obvious reasons as well. Yeah. 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 For obvious reasons currently, but honestly, I'm not sure that it was really very high on my list. I'd like to ride Mongolia. Um, that is on my list. And a lot of people kind of connect those dots, but no, I don't think Rotobones is is really something I, mm. I really have on my list. Well, that's really notable that you've, you've said that because, and I like that you've said that because you're not just going on your list of things that you want to do. You're, you're going on a list of things that you think should be on this, the seven motorcycle wonders of the world. So, and I like yeah. that. And that, that's why, that's why our list is going to be so important when we're done this. So, okay. <laughs> so, so back to Brian and Shirley for one more. Do you have one more that you want to put in? Oh, well, I had one which probably not of your, not many of you have done is in Kerala. We did the ride through Kerala in India, sure. Mm-hmm. Do you remember that? Um, Gosh, it wasn't that long ago. My memory's not that bad. It was only a couple of years ago. But, <laughs> but, but um, when I say uh, not many have done it, because um, the way we did it, um, we travelled from the, in, uh, the ocean right up into uh Tiger National Parks, um, down roads which were um, uh, the corners are actually numbered as you ride down these mountain passes and all the rest of it. Um, and the roads are really the um, the main highways, the 85, but the 185, the 183 and the 183A take you through beautiful, just beautiful countryside in India, southern India, and it's... Um, through tea plantations. Yeah, and, you, you, you know, it's just something special. We, we stayed in this little compound, which is in the middle of the, the Tiger National Park, and for reasons, you've got to stay in the compound. Um, and, you know, there's monkeys playing in the trees and all sorts of stealing things. Stealing food out of your room yeah, if you leave your door open. room if you leave the door open. That happened. Thank you. Sorry <laughs> about that. I didn't mean to leave the door open. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I know many people wouldn't know anything about it, but to me um, it is something special. It, and you, you actually saw India as it was when tea plantations were being um um, put yeah, together. when the locals were being ex- exploited by the English, Sam. Yeah, yeah I, I wasn't going to say that, Sam, but someone. Of course, like, Sam. This, yeah. this is where I put my um, I was born in Africa hat on. Yeah. <laughs> right. uh, Brian, uh, what's uh, the name of the place again? And how do I spell it? Well, you, well, you, you actually fly into Kochi, which is K O C H I. And it's Kerala. K-E-R-E-L-A. K-E-R-E-L-A. Kerala is the like the state or province is um, where you, you would go. Mm-hmm. Um, but the roads are just spectacular and riding a bike is so much more fun than uh, sitting uh, in traffic jams. We would um, work our way through towns and uh, on occasions actually ride on the footpath because that was the easiest place to ride. And... Um, most people did that, so we just followed the other bikes. And you pull up somewhere on a, at a little wayside stop, and there'll be a lady with coconuts, and she'll um, shave the top of the coconut off so you can have a cool, refreshing drink, um, stuff like that. It was just wonderful, wasn't it, sure? It was. It was great. K e r a l a, Kerala. K e r a l a. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Kerala. Yeah. Main chance who goes. 
what we're sitting here yeah, with now sorry. is three for each. I have I have three three entries for each. Do we want to stop there? Jim, can I just say that I'm really surprised that nobody's picked out Router 40. I had it on my list, but yeah, I'm only yeah, allowed was, three. <laughs> I, I, I had it there too, Michelle. Um, but, you know, it's, it changes. I think it's all sealed now, but it's still a challenge. It's still be a challenge and still beautiful scenery, no matter whether yeah. it's sealed or not. And the other one was Route 7, the Parquet National through Chile in the south. Mm. Yeah. Which is the one I had, which is also very um, iconic. But the scenery, it's, it, it, it could be in Switzerland riding around beautiful lakes and then you're in rugged countryside and, uh, you know, you go around a corner and there'll be a glacier. Or, you know, it's just amazing. There you go, Jim, the top Absolutely. 250 wonders of the motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to get down to seven, and I'm sure it's going to upset some people. I'm sure some people will be ticked off. But for that, we're going to have a, a printable PDF on the website. People can go to, they can download this PDF. It's a picture of all of us, and you can use it as a, as a background for your dartboard if you want. So. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know, one of the things that's come out of this conversation so far is that um, – the, the routes that we're picking out aren't necessarily the ones that lots of people already know about. There are routes coming out of us that are just going to have people thinking, oh, where's that? And I love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I agree. I agree. Well, let, let's get down to, uh, to uh, now I, I was asking, are you guys good with these choices? Now, I know there's tons more. I know there's tons more. But we've got three of each. Should we stop there? It's probably a pretty balanced spot to stop. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. So we'll we'll do that. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, then we're going to narrow this thing down and get, and get to those final seven, and then we'll have that bronze plaque made, which we will put somewhere, and we'll talk about that coming up. So this episode is supported by FreshTracks.co.uk. FreshTracks has been around since the '90s, and what they do is they work with companies or groups to inspire, motivate, challenge, build communication skills through team building exercises. They work with companies like Comic Relief, Yahoo, Mars, Pfizer, companies like that. Um, so have a look at freshtracks.co.uk. If you have a company or you work for a company, you might want to take that to the powers that be and uh, and see about incorporating some of that into your workflow. Freshtracks.co.uk. Thank you, Fresh Tracks. Okay, so now we have the simple task of whittling this down to seven. Should be fairly simple to do. Um, so we have Isle of Man um, that's been seconded. So that's that's obviously got a little bit of a boost right from the start. But as we go through this and, and try and narrow this down, I want you to keep in mind that the idea is that this needs to be made more significant using a motorcycle to experience it. So if we can do that in sort of our, our selection process, that's what's important. So in other words, one place may be great to go with or without a bike, but we want something that the bike really does it. You know, the bike really adds to it. And I know that's already been mentioned, I think, a couple of times now. So does anyone have something that they want to give up to second somebody else's? Huh. No. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I'm going to sell you, out. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to sell out. And I love the Ace Cafe. I'm going to regret this, but I'm going to have to sell it out for the KKH. Sam's right. The KKH has to be on the list. The Karakoram Highway. Yes, yeah. please. Okay, okay. So that's seconded by Michelle. And and, and I thank you for doing that because I was thinking the same thing. The Ace Cafe is fantastic. I love the history. I love what it stands for. I think it's fantastic. But you don't really need to visit it with a motorcycle. It's almost like something in itself. Right. So I, I was thinking yep. that. Okay, so Karakoram is seconded by Michelle. Help me keep track of this, folks. Um, make your own notes here. 
Anyone else have something they want to sacrifice to boost someone else's choice? Or yeah, I'll give up the May Hanson loop um, to second um, Grant's um, Parkway. Ah, okay. <laughs> the ideal Parkway. Okay. Yeah. So the Hong Song. That's in Thailand. That will get retired. Okay. Anyone else have something that they want a second and something they want to give up? Like I just remember which one I did as my third. You did the Dalton yeah, Highway. Oh, the Dalton. Yeah. So you, you, you've got the Isle of Man and you've got the Icefields Parkway and the, the Dalton Highway. Yeah. Um, I'm struggling. I, mm. <laughs> I'm willing to be kicked out. But I'm going to stick with those three. <laughs> Brian, Shirley? Yeah, I, I must admit, I'm struggling too. I'm just looking through it, you know, and there's um, uh, the, the, that road, um, Cusco to Nazca, is right up there. Well, for what about me, if but, you give up um, Nordcap? Yeah, we'll give up. All right, we'll give up Nordcap. Yeah, we'll I, up I, I really. What's the thing with Nordcap like for, for a bike experience? Like what makes it so special? Uh, the wind. Yeah, that's what I thought <laughs> you were going to say. I mean, it's a great, it's a great road and, um, you know, you, there's fabulous corners and you go through the tunnels and you, you hope beyond hope when you go into the tunnel when it's so windy that when you come out at the other end of the tunnel, the, the weather will have changed. But, of course, it hasn't or if it has, it's worse. Um it's just a, it's a real sense of achievement to get to to get to the um to the top yeah. it was quite an arduous ride when we did it yeah. uh, it was cold and very 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 windy and we stayed at a a guest house halfway along and i can't remember the name of the guest house but the guy we were riding with got there before us and said that you know behind him was a a, a couple and i think he said a, a slightly not young couple and when we walked into the um, guest house to check in, I got a standing ovation from a group of men all standing around in their long johns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> Shall I dig into that story? I'm not sure. I'm just There's worried about this standing, innovation, uh, standing ovation bit that you're talking yes. about and they're standing in their underwear. Man. <laughs> yeah, I think that the, yeah. the negative of the uh, – of of Nordcap is that you t take up this lovely, wonderful motorcycle road up the West Coast. I mean, it took us two or three weeks to do the West Coast. Yeah, yeah. We get to the top and it's fantastic. And then you come around a corner and there's 50 buses there. Yeah. What? Sure. What? Sure. And then you find out that those buses were in Germany two days ago. Yeah, uh, wait been, a minute. It just felt wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they came oh, up oh, the, yeah. uh, the East Coast. And and that was such a letdown, you know. This could have been done the easy way. We did it the hard way, but we felt good having done it the hard way, and it felt Absolutely. good to be there. And it was a real destination. And I wouldn't have traded places with them for anything. No, yeah. nor us. But still, That's it right. was it was that a bit of a kick in the teeth to see yeah, all that these stupid buses. Highway is just something special. It really, is something special. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah, so look, Brian, yeah. you're, you're giving up. You you guys are giving up the the road to Nordcap. What are you seconding? Yeah. Uh any of the three that are already oh, I, on I, it. I would say, um, yeah. Karakorum. Oh, Karakorum, Icefield Parkway, both very good. And, of course, the Isle of Man was ours too. Isle of Man. Yeah, yeah, well, you're keeping that one in there. Yeah, that, that's that one. Oh, yeah, you yeah. can't second – well, I guess you could second your own. I guess you could – but you're picking Karakorum Highway? Yeah. Yeah. 
All right, Road to Nordcap is gone. Sam, you gave up uh, the, okay, um, Grant, are you going to hang on to these? I'm hanging on to them. You hang I'm going to stick with it. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to hold them. Okay, so l- let's look at what we've got. So the Isle of Man, obviously, you know, we, we've got um, we've got two two votes for the Isle of Man, the Dalton Highway. So let's look at the Dalton Highway. Who, who agrees that the Dalton Highway should be on here? Yeah, me. So then, you're you willing to give something up to get the Dalton on there? Oh no, come on! I've already given something up. <laughs> <laughs> and, and in all fairness, we're three between two of us, so you know, right. a bit of flexibility there, Jim. Right, here, here. play that card, Shirley. Yes. Well done, Shirley. What, what do you have? You have um. So you've got uh, Cusco, and you've got Kerala. Yeah. You've got the Kerala. Okay. Yeah, probably because no one knows about these roads. No, that, that's fine. That's, I, I don't think that's a problem if, if everyone doesn't know about it. I mean, you know, if it, if it really needs to be there. So going down the list here, shall we, shall we run through the list again and, and maybe talk about these? Or do you guys see anyone? Does anyone see one on this list? Like Cusco, um, Isle of Man, uh, the Carilla, um, the the Death Road, Road of Bones, uh, Kerkorm Highway, the Pyrenees. Isle of Man, Icefields Parkway, or the Dalton Highway. Does anyone see any of on there that is probably a weak point? I'm looking at the Icefields Parkway. I hate to do this. I hate to do this. You should. I do. But I mean, does the it's motorcycle? It's nice in a car, but uh, I think the motorcycle makes the extra edge. But you know, I mean, you all of these, including the Isle of Man, you can do in a car. Let's be realistic. Mm-hmm. You can do anywhere in a car. Absolutely. So does the does it make does the motorcycle make it better? Well, any twisty road, as we all know, is better on a motorcycle than a car. So I'm pretty I struggle with making that a real distinction. Mm-hmm. Throwing something out because you could do it in a car. Well, yes, you could. Well, it's not so much that you could do it in the car, but I'm thinking more of that the motorcycle isn't really a big part of it is, is what I'm trying to say, because I mean, this is all about the, the motorcycle seven wonders of the world, right? So for motorcycling. So, um, and I was kind of thinking that with the road to Nordcap, because from what I understand, it's a, it's a very windy road, beautiful road and everything, but somewhat of an arduous ride. And, and I'm not yeah. sure is that, um, would be up there with the Karakoram highway, for instance. Well, if you're going to knock things out because they're arduous, the road of bones is is um, well, really tricky. No, no, the, yeah, I don't really that counts. Arduous can be great. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. I was just thinking that there's, I don't know, is there's maybe it's a weak argument, but I, that's that's what was. I have <laughs> it's not a weak argument. Nordcap, so I don't know. So, yeah, well, Nordcap can be very easy. If you hit the summer right, um, I mean, most of our yeah. ride was fine. The weather was beautiful. It was lovely. A couple of times we went up fairly high doing it through a mountain pass and we had out all the riding gear and we were wearing everything and the electric vest was turned on to the max and we were fine. I mean, we weren't cold. We were okay, but we wore everything. So it's, I wouldn't call it arduous particularly. It's just, it's long, but it is spectacular. So Okay. Trying to get this down to seven, Jim, it's going to be really, really so hard. an alien comes down from outer space with their motorcycle, okay? And they tell you they can only do <laughs> seven places. And they're, and they're looking at your list here and they're saying they all sound fantastic, but I got to get rid of some of these that I can't do. Oh. What would you tell? The alien's not helping much, is it? 
No, he's not helping at all because no. I would like to add in uh, the Transfigaration <laughs> Highway, <laughs> right. Pacific Coast Highway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yes. No, entries entries have been shut down. Gavia Pass in Italy, that combination. Yeah, 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 oh, the Amalfi Drive, yeah. That's so much better on a motorcycle than you can do oh. it in a car. Can't be horrible on those. You have to oh. be decisive. You have to be decisive. Okay, no. so so let's go back up to the start of the list. Shirley and Brian, Cusco. Brian, you're saying uh, that this is a really spectacular road, but nobody's ever heard of it except for you guys. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, well, it, it, yeah, I, well, str- I struggle with that because, uh, you know, you've got iconic things at the start and the end, and the ride in between is just, you know, it, it, it's all and everything of all these other rides that we've talked about. The Icefield Parkway, you know, it, it's it's that and more. It's uh, it, it's. Um, so, are you saying that's it, better than the Icefields Parkway? Well, no, 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 it's, no, 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 it's, no, it's, it's different. <laughs> it's different. It's oh, it's different. not better though. You know, Here's the problem. I think we need uh, to vote. Getting anybody to drop uh, their top, uh, any of their top three <laughs> favorites is going to be really hard. Oh, okay. Well, Sam and but I. Nobody else that. has done Kerala. Um, that's right. Well, I have. Not going to get any votes. I haven't yeah, done I Kerala, have. but I've heard about it, and I've heard yes, it's amazing. So I. But I have I'm, done Nazca to Cusco. I did the reverse, though, Brian. I went uphill, uh, yeah. um, and it was spectacular. But I did it over the course of like three days, and I cannot yeah. imagine yeah, riding it in one day. Wow. It's <laughs> a big ride. Yeah. Well, Michelle, yeah. if you yeah. only go to one, either the Icefields Parkway or Cusco to Nazca or, or well, Nazca to the Cusco. I did. I did Icefields Parkway in a car and I loved it. Does <laughs> <Is> that help? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, well, well, to, to vote, what, what's a vote? How are we going to vote on this grant? Well, everybody just says, yes, I vote for that or they keep their mouth shut. <laughs> okay, well, let, let's try it. Um, let, let's go. So we're, we're talking, well, we'll just go through them. Cusco to Nazca. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Right, we're out. Wow. Struggling for that, that one. Was, that was that was that was gone just yeah. like that. Sorry guys. Isle of Man. That's all right. Isle of Man, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I think everybody's voting for that one. Sam no, yeah. Sam is not in there for Isle of Man, are you, Sam? No, I am. Yeah. Oh, you, oh, you can yep. put me in there for that. Yep. Okay. okay. I don't I don't think anybody that's into motorcycling could not say that the Isle of Man is the motorcycling destination in the world. Okay. Correct. Carilla? Oh, or Kerala. Kerala, sorry. I've ridden there um, and it's drop dead gorgeous. I've hitchhiked there and I've used local transport. And for me, motorcycle is absolutely the king way to see this part of the world. It's beautiful. Agree. Yeah. So I've got two for that. So is anyone not voting for that? No, I'm not. I've never been there, so I can't say. No, wait, I only get to vote for three things, right? No, uh, no, you can vote for all seven. of this. We, we, we're, we're, well, we're voting for seven, but I mean, you can vote for all these, and I think they're just going to be knocked out naturally if you just agree or disagree. Okay. So, are you agreeing or disagreeing? I'm going to skip Kerala. Okay. Okay. All right. So. I'm abstaining. Always the diplomat. You can't do that. That is not a part of this system. We don't abstain here. Okay, so so moving down, um, we have the death road. Yes. Mm-hmm. Anyone anyone backing up the death road? No. We haven't done it, so. No. Yeah. I know a lot about it. I've read a lot, and I've had read news 
what it, what it's done and what they're doing with it now. And I think now, yeah, no, I would have to vote against it. Okay. Okay. So that's going to be that. The Road of Bones? Really? <laughs> Look, it's a good, I, I don't see it as a must-do destination. Yeah, I think that's a good way to put it too, Shirley. Um, there's lots of places. The average person could do most of these places. The Road of Bones is a very select few people that can yeah. do it. They got to have the right yeah. bike. They got to have the right skills. They got to have the right determination. And the support. Uh, and the support. Well, you don't need support. I mean, guys have done it solo just fine. But yeah, uh, I struggle with it doing it solo. I think it's foolish myself. Yeah. Okay. Karakoram Highway? Yeah. 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 Yeah, everybody's there. Yeah. Pyrenees? Yeah. Yeah. Sam? Yes, oh, absolutely. Okay. Yes. I, was just, I was just leaving a gap for Michelle to pop up with a yes. Oh, okay. yes. Okay. <laughs> Good there you go. Isle of Man? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. yeah. <laughs> okay. Yes. Um, Icefields Parkway? Yes. Yeah. Michelle? Nope. Ooh. <laughs> Showing okay, her true right. colors here, isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> Let me just throw this little tidbit out. I know somebody named Sturgis Chick. Yeah. <laughs> said, Utah, try the White Rim Trail or Moki Dugway, wherever oh, that is. Oh, yeah. The Potash sure. Road in Colorado. Mm -hmm. Oh, the Tale of the Dragon. I mean, there's all kinds of roads. I'm surprised that didn't come up. Well, we didn't get through all 50 of mine. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah, my problem, too. <laughs> okay, so th there's one more. The Dalton Highway. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, that's that's an all in. Okay. You know, I, I kind of think we're here if if you if you look at this. So we've wow. got the Isle of Man is, is like that's that's top of the list. Karakoram yeah. Highway, the yeah. Pyrenees, Icefield Parkway, and the Dalton. That's five. Right. We're we're, what, we're six, we can seven? actually pull more out of the list if we want to. So we, we've got the the five here. So let's just look at this Isle of Man. Um, Icefields, the Dalton. Okay, so now do we want to revisit those that we've cut uh, out before we go uh, and bring uh, up something new? I would, I would yeah. think about um, the Mahon Son Loop. Yeah, I'd, I'd that's, put that that's, back in. That's really pretty spectacular. Yeah. And, you know, there's things you can do there. We visited, you know, the, the uh, Long Neck People's Village, the, the refugees coming out of Myanmar, Um um, not just the riding is the, the riding is is it's the riding's just really is really lovely. Good. Mm. I, I would I would go for that again. Oh, okay. Nice one. Okay, so yeah. that's back on the list. The Mahon Son Loop. Um, is there another one in there that that we want to reconsider? I'd like to add, and I this is going to sound really bad. <laughs> I can't decide between the two. I'll leave it to you guys. Carretera Austral or Ruta Cuarenta. Oh. Oh. <laughs> I want to have both those yeah. on the list. We have to list to have it to seven. <laughs> Can we make a loop out of them? I mean, that's how I write them. <laughs> honorable mention. We have that an honorable is, mention. That's how I wrote them as a loop. So there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm with you. Ruta, uh, the, the Ruta, Ruta. Yeah. Yeah. 
even were, even when it's fully sealed, oh, it will still yeah. be a great yeah. challenging ride. Which yeah. route is this? Did you say forty? Route of forty. Oh, 40. No. Okay, right. Yeah, Corenta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, the, the the other one, the Carretera Austral. I'm not not familiar with that. What is that? So that's the Southern Highway in Chile, and it is yeah, I, it's it beautiful. Like, 750 miles long. It goes through national parks. And you actually, now how I did it, I I rode south in the Carretera Austral and kind of zigzagged back and forth between Chile and Argentina. You're in Patagonia the whole time and kind of going through these avenues of volcanoes and these snow-capped peaks of the Andes, um, just zigging and zagging back and forth. I, I don't know how many times I crossed between Chile and Argentina on the way to Tierra del Fuego and then back kind of zigzagged yeah. your way out as you yeah. made your way back out north. So, Yeah, I reckon we, we crossed it about eight times uh, across mm. that border. And, yeah, it, it is. Um, and maybe out of the two of them, the Carrera Austral is probably a better. the prettier road. The, yeah. There's yep. more to see. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I would agree. Yeah, Carrera Austral over Route of 40. Yeah. yeah, Route of 40 is just brutal more gravel. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I've got both of those on right up towards the top of my list. Um, and I love the idea of making this a loop. Um, and the Carretera Austral was, funnily enough, the first one that I put down, and it is my favorite road in the world. And I really struggled when Jim suddenly said, pick. Um, yeah. But the Carretera, the Route of 40, I mean, just, just listen to this for some statistics. It's 3,100 miles long. It crosses 236 rivers. It goes through 20 national parks. There are 27 mountain passes, um, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it, it, I mean, the sort of places there are to, to see along the way, the Valle de la Luna, the Salinas Grandes, which mean the big salt flats, and just one thing after another. And There's yeah, just making there. those two in a loop. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I guess you forget Ooh. that you're on it for so long. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, mm. the, the challenge side of things, the wind. Wow. Yeah, it's and, crazy. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the big differences and one of the reasons I love um, the idea about making this a loop because you see such different sides of the Andes, don't you? Yes. But what do you mean making this a loop, though? So they, these two roads run parallel to each yeah. other. Well, I, they I run know, north, I, south. No, I, I get that. And, but I mean, what, what do you mean? We, we can't make this into a loop and include, you want to include this as a loop? Like make a new thing? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? It's, it's, it's only, only about 5,000 miles long. It's okay. Yeah. It's, my, it's my way of cheating okay. and making eight wonders of the world into seven. <laughs> you can't just yeah. make things up like this. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's less Why than 4,000 miles. So what do we call this loop? Put the two together. Patagonia. Yeah. The yeah. Patagonia yeah. loop. Yeah. Sure. It'll be a there thing. It'll be will be a thing now. Yeah. The Patag- oh, there we go. The Patagonia loop. Okay, Michelle. If we can make this a the Patagonia loop, then I would love this to be right at the top of my list. Oh, oh thank you. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um yeah. And if, if I'd, I'd vote for that. If you won't do it as a loop, I'd be prepared to dump the Mayhorn Son loop and keep both those roads in. Yeah. Not that it's my choice to oh. drop it, seeing it wasn't my pick, but. Mm-hmm. No. No, no, well, it's, just, all, it's oh, everyone's pick now. We just convinced you to do a loop, Cheryl, don't. Yeah, I, I don't think he's convinced <laughs> quiet. at all. Well, I'm not com- no, you're right. I'm not completely convinced on this. I think it's a little bit of cheating and I'm, and I'm having trouble with it. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're overlapped. We're supposed to adapt. No, we get to route our own way. We get to route. Exactly. I'm making it one. Right. And if we put a thread on horizons, it becomes a real thing. 
Okay. <laughs> okay. We've just started a Patagonia loop. And we have connections for this, so we can get this done. Correct. Yeah. Okay. Such a grant to do a bit of the Patagonia loop. Uh, I mean, okay. uh, you know, the Patagonia loop. Are, are we going to accept that? Yeah. yeah. Yes. Sure. Okay. The Patagonia yeah. loop. All right. We'll have to put that in the show notes and explain exactly what that is now. Coined by, I think it was coined by. Really, it was it was Michelle, I guess, wasn't it? Seven. Yeah. yeah, I yeah. think so. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I agree. She can like find to that one. Okay. Yep, too right. <laughs> That's a pretty good looking seven. Yeah, it is. So and we've we... got lots of the world covered. Mm-hmm. Now think back to anything else you have on your list. So, so right now we've got the new Patagonia Loop, <laughs> or should I say the the Patagonia Loop, if we're going to call yep. it that, um, which is Ruta Forty mm-hmm. and the Carretera Austral, the Isle of Man. Which is unequivocally like it's it's right at the top of the list, I think, so far. Yeah. The Karakoram Highway, the Pyrenees, yep. Icefield Parkway, Dalton Highway, and the Mahonson Loop. Now, is there something else that someone has that they think would go above one of these choices that we have here? I can't think of anything that would go above, but I sure have a lot that would go just below. We're all in that plan. Great. Yep. <laughs> Do you know, one of the things that's very nice about this list is that they're dotted around all over the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, now, now this, this is list, this, the, the Patagonia loop is taking up two spots in here right now. Uh, it's one. No, no it's one. I think it's no, one. Not even that. Definitely one. Okay, so so we're making this one, which means we're sticking with the seven moto wonders of the world. Um, are, are now in this list. We still need one. Well, no, no we're here, aren't we? One, two, three, four, five, no. six, seven. We've got seven. Yep, we've got okay. we've got seven. The Patagonia Loop, the Isle of Man, Karakoram Highway, Pyrenees, Icefield Parkway, Dalton Highway, and the Mahon Sun Loop. There we okay. go. Yep. Okay, now in this list, what is the top of the list? Oh, oh, Patagonia Loop. <laughs> Patagonia Loop. I'm going to go yeah. for that. The Patagonia- or we do it in an oh, alphabetical. No. <laughs> well, no, I think it's better. If Not we- in any particular order, I think, is the phrase that you're going to yeah. look for. I like that, Grant. You, you want yeah. to do that? Not in any particular order? You don't want to have yeah. one as the number one? Yeah. I don't think so. Why? Because because it, do you there's... think that we put ourselves out on a limb here so much that, that creating a finer <laughs> point is going to do more damage? Fine. No, yeah. that we could, come, we could fight about it. And you don't want <laughs> yeah. us to fight about it. Well, that's what I was hoping for. <laughs> yes, I know you were. <laughs> Overlanders are it, much it, too democratic for that. Yeah, it depends a lot on what your personal particular choices yeah. are. There's mm-hmm. people yeah. not going to go and do the uh, Patagonia loop. Forget it. But anybody can go to the Isle of Man. Anybody can do the Mason Hanson Loop. Um, what else? Karakoram Highway is a bit problematic Car- now yeah, with the Car- politics in no. the area and yeah. the ice fields. Uh, the ice fields is easy. That's not a problem. Mm-hmm. The Dalton's a challenge. Um, what else do we have? So, something for everyone. The Pyrenees. Yeah, mm. the Pyrenees yeah. And the Pyrenees covers a whole range of roads in Europe, whereas, yeah. you know, we could narrow it down to you know, the Stelvio Pass and you could really get it into nitty-gritty yeah, roads in Europe. Yeah. But Pyrenees covers, it's good. It's yeah. The Pyrenees is our is our vaguest choice here. It is, but there's so many small roads. <laughs> I think yeah. you, you won't go wrong going anywhere in there. 
Mm-hmm. And I was just kind of thinking that some people are going to say, well, what about the Alps? Well, I personally, Pyrenees wins hands down over the Alps. Although the Alps is wonderful. And if you're in the, mm-hmm. doing the Pyrenees, you got to do the Alps. Yeah. But if I had a choice of one or the other, Pyrenees, no question. I, I, I think I'm with you there, Grant, yeah. having done yeah. them both. Yeah. yeah, me too. Then we've done it. Cue the music. <laughs> we, are, we are about to present the seven wonders of the motorcycle travel world. And they are, and I'm going to read them right now. Are you ready to go with this? Here we go. It is the new and wonderful Patagonia Loop, invented <laughs> by Michelle, which includes Ruta 40 and the Carretera Astral. Then the next is, and then again, this is, as Grant said, in no particular order, the Isle of Man, which had you know huge support right from the very start. The Karakoram Highway, the Pyrenees as a general area, and Grant's saying anywhere in the Pyrenees, and I think pretty much everybody agrees with that. The Icefields Parkway, the Dalton Highway, and the Mahon Son Loop. There you have it. The seven motorcycle wonders of the world. Yay. All right. Yay. Yeah. Damn, that was fun. That was almost like doing our own game show. Right? <laughs> so we'll, we'll get this bronze plaque made up, and um, then it has to be put somewhere. Where would we put the plaque? You need seven of them, Jim. Yeah, there you go. No, you're right, too. Yeah, That's seven. recommended by Brawl. What could possibly go wrong with that? <laughs> Actually, you know, maybe the thing to do is, to, um, as this is a very traditional thing to do, is to get some stickers made up. And then um, when people are heading out to these various different places, get those stickers mounted on um, the, the signposts and things like that. Oh, no, 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 no. No, no. I have just spent... Um, two and a half weeks in Iceland where every sign has bloody stickers all over it. It is is vandalism. Here's here's what we can do instead. Take a picture and post it on social media and hashtag Adventure Rider Radio and Raw. That's more like That's a good way. Please, no more stickers on signs. No, no, and and I know that. I've seen the signs as as well. You come across a sign, it's all covered with stickers. And it does make you think that that really looks kind of crappy. It really does. does. We didn't leave a sticker anywhere. And of course, nowadays, everybody has stickers. Like there's so many. Don't you remember the day when stickers were like a rarity, like a business card? Somebody handed you a business card. You knew they were serious. (laughs) There was just something about a business card that no one did a business card unless they were serious or or a con artist. But even then, they were a good con artist. And you knew that. (laughs) They were not just some hacker sending out emails, you know? Uh, Every man and his dog's got a sticker now. Everybody's got a sticker. Yeah. So, um, no, I get that. So, okay. So I, I like that. So post the photo and tag Adventure Rider Radio and Raw. And, and, and that's what we're going to do for it. Uh, Jerry, we need seven plaques. I'm just talking to the guy at the foundry right now. We get these seven <laughs> plaques going. <laughs> and the next time somebody's heading on out to there, then, then we'll get these plaques dropped off. I think they go with okay. uh, one of those bags of concrete and you have to mix that and everything, but that all those yep. instructions will be there with it. Okay. Well, that wraps it up. That was, that was great. Thank you very much, everyone. The seven wonders, seven motorcycle wonders of the world is now complete and it is a thing. Also the thing that, uh, that I think is kind of cool that was been, been developed here, the Patagonia loop. Yeah. Yep. That's, <laughs> That's fantastic. Cool. That's great. 
I'm going to get all of these on destinations on HU. Okay, that's great. That is that is fantastic. Okay, yep. we'll uh, we'll put a let me know when you have that, and we'll put a link in the show notes to that. Okay. All right. Well, um, I I guess we're ready to go into um into our our plugs now. We're in December of 2022. It's the last episode of the year. Anyone have yeah. anything they want to talk about um before the year? Like, I mean, this is our last chance. The year is done at this point. Nope. I would like to do some some tipping of of the hat and helmet to a few people, if I may. I was wondering if you were going to do that, Sam, because I know you normally do this time of year. <laughs> All right. Well, here goes. Listen, I'd, I'd like to give a, a, a tip of the hat to everyone this Christmas who's not only involved in taking care of their families, but being bedhearted enough to be involved in some sort of charitable work, like motorcycle gift runs. I'm seeing these popping up and I'm seeing all of the smiles and everything else that's attached to those. And I'm just thinking, wow, this is the, the big hearted side of the motorcycle community that's really special. Um, I'm also thinking about all of those who are going to be from, away from home, but would rather be at home um, this Christmas. And I hope you will find some joy wherever you are in the world. Um, my mind has also been meandering over those who are alone and would rather not be. And I just, um, we all hope that you find somewhere to stay that's warm and find some moments that are going to make you smile. A tip of the hat and helmet to folks who've opened their homes to others and who are going to share Christmas with them. Um, and I think that's fantastic. And I'm also thinking about all the medics, the carers, those in the forces, um, the people who keep the power on and all of those people who can't make it home because they're busy keeping others safe. And I just want to say um, cheers for what you do because you make all our lives a better place to be this Christmas. Um, and finally, I'm thinking about all of those who are out adventuring and will be spending their Christmases as strangers in strange lands. The next days are going to be some of the most powerful of your memories. And cheers. I hope you have an absolute ball wherever you are. Yep. Here, here. Very, Very nice. Yeah. Well, that's the job Sam, done. You did steal it. Sam, you did steal a little bit of my thunder. I was going to talk about all the motorcyclists out there that have um, participated in or going to participate in the toy runs around yes. the world. Nice. Nice. Most of ours are, have concluded uh, last weekend, but there's still a few going on. And just a little bit of history about the toy runs. I don't know whether you, any of you know when it started, but it started in 1973 with the San Fernando Fernando, Ch Fernando chapter of the Hell's Angels. Would you believe? <laughs> I didn't know that. Um, so right. you take the toys and you enjoy them. <laughs> <Yes. laughs> <laughs> no, seriously, they you know they these, um, they uh, they started it, and in Australia it started in 1975. So it was 1973 was the first one, and 1975 was uh, the ones in Australia where we um, we love our living in, in our little place in the world. But yeah, everyone everyone who participates in these toy runs. It just shows um, the, the, the big-heartedness and solidarity of, and the, the camaraderie of what motorcycling is. So thanks, everyone, for participating and giving a little bit of joy to those in need. And there is nothing yeah. quite like seeing a big, tough biker on his big Harley with a huge teddy bear strapped to the tank. <laughs> yeah, <it's pretty> <laughs> really is, is that what Brian looks like? Right, you know, once was Santa, which was a bit scary because he didn't need a beard, a fake beard. <laughs> <laughs> 
Okay. Well, I well I would like to say thank you to all of you guys. This is such a, a great thing to do with you, and and I and I feel so, I feel honored. I really do that that we've done this so long together, and that we get together every month religiously and sit down and do this talk. And every month, it is great fun. I mean, I have a blast. I, I just I'm sitting here in my tiny little cabin in the woods, and and connected to you guys, and it just um it's such a it's such a wonderful feeling for me. It really is to to sit and talk with you guys, and 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 I love doing it. So thank you very much for being there all these years. It's it's fun every time we do it, and, and it gets better every time we do it. So thank you, thank you, Jim. Thanks, thank Jim. you, yeah. thank you for doing it, Jim. I know you yeah. you do a lot of work after too. Yep. Yeah. And the word better. has and the word has spread far and wide because the number of people who ask me about the um, tire pliers. I think all you yeah. have to do is in, in any crowd of motorcycles just say tire pliers and everyone knows exactly what's going on. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, thank you, cool. Jim, very much for, for giving us the platform and giving us an opportunity to be part of this because I, I, for one, I've been here now, I think this will be two years for me, which is wow. crazy. Yeah. Where does the time go? But yeah. it's been an absolute blast to be part of it. And thank you as well to the listeners. Um, I love seeing the emails that come through or hearing the questions that they raise and, and just, you know, recognizing that you, Jim, are offering a, a place for motorcyclists to gather that makes the world just a little bit smaller and allows us to feel that much more connected. So thanks to everybody that's part of this. Mm, yep. Wonderfully. Yeah, thank you. Ditto. Yeah. We love listening to all the, the comments. I get emails regularly. People sign up to the website or whatever, and they say, heard about you on Adventure Rider Radio Raw. I love listening to it. It's amazing. You guys are, just do a great job. Um, yeah, we really, really appreciate all the kudos and thank yous. And uh, we do it. I know I have so much fun doing this. This is just like the highlight of my month. This is the best thing ever, just getting together and talking with all my friends about this and Inviting everybody in the world to listen. It's yeah. great. It's even yeah. worth getting out of bed for, and we get out of bed really early sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so true. You know, and the dedication. Yeah. I mean, th- we've been doing this for a lot of years now, and you guys have been getting up early for a lot of those years, really early. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I find that impressive. Exactly. I really do. Or staying yeah, up late right. in Sam's case, too. Exactly. Yeah, yes. drinking whiskey ah, for well, Sam. Whiskey yeah, do you know, whiskey Sam here. Um, I'm going to raise a glass of um, <laughs> Walt Talisker to you. Here's, here's, here's to Have you guys. One. Here's to Raw and here's to Christmas. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. Yeah. Oh, and Brussels sprouts. Does everybody like Brussels sprouts? Oh, no, 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 no. That's, I just yeah, gagged yes. when you said that. Oh, they're amazing. I love them. Yeah. Are you serious? Do you like Absolutely. Brussels sprouts? I do, but I put maple syrup on mine, and that's a whole other. Oh, story. That's a whole <laughs> Michelle, story. you shocked me. <laughs> well, listen, I have a tip for you dish. guys. Like that's horrible and guys. disgusting all together. It's just—it's <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that could rescue those things. <laughs> no, 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 no. Come on, I, I got to disagree with you here. I have got a, a, a culinary tip for you guys, and I think you will even even the Brussels naysayers are going <laughs> to enjoy this. Okay, try this, and you can do it with freshly, co- you know, freshly cooked, <laughs> or with um, well, ones that are leftovers. Um, fry them up with chestnuts and bacon bits. It's mm. absolutely delicious. That combination of flavors is fantastic. I don't care there what you put with them. I bake ours. <laughs> no, no. You bake them. Yeah, I bake yeah. them with the with the potato and the <clears throat> pumpkin and the parsnips and onions and carrots. Yum, yum. Nice. 
<laughs> Sounds good. And they've just finished here. So I didn't even know they were a food. I thought they were a torture item that my parents <laughs> used to use. Jim, Jim, Jim. Listen, yeah. I am not a fan of um, Brussels sprouts that are overcooked and just turn out as this sort of khaki, stodgy, smelly mess. Mm. Yeah. Uh, that's why you bake them. Bright green, slightly crunchy. I don't want to leave mm-hmm. on a bad note. I don't want to finish the year on a bad note. Let's stop talking about Brussels sprouts <laughs> and just, just go into plugs. Move on, move on. <laughs> Michelle, what do you have to plug? Um, I think I don't have anything this month. Mm. Well, you really tried <laughs> to cheat only- there, though, didn't you? You, you looked around no. the room and I think that... Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> well, I had... No, I have a list. I, I actually... I'll... I'll, I'll tell you what I had on my list. Okay. Instead of a plug, I was going to say that I hate resolutions. Um, but instead of thinking towards resolutions going into the new year, I like to think of goals that I want to have for myself. So instead of a plug, I'm just sharing uh, my personal goals for myself are to find different ways. And I'm going to try and put it on the calendar once a month to support my motorcycle community with one activity a month, whatever that is. Maybe wow. it's um, visiting a museum. Maybe it's reading a book by someone who's a motorcyclist who's uh, written of an adventure. Um, maybe it's contributing to some sort of a motorcycle charity like Motorcycle Relief Project, Piccadilly. Maybe it's participating in... Um, uh, International Female Ride Day or for the gents, Distinguished Gentlemen's Ride Day in May, um, something like that. So I'm going to build a little calendar for myself for 2023 and try and find a few ways, just goals for myself once a month, try and find a way to interact or support my motorcycle community. Very nice. Once a month, that's a lot. I like that. That's a lot. Yeah. yeah. It, may, may, it may be it may go by the wayside, like uh, my goal of riding my motorcycle every month of the year goes by the wayside. Well, well, Maybe I'll get four months a year done, but I'll take it. It's better than nothing. Yep. Let me ask you, why do you hate resolutions? Uh, well, I feel like sometimes it's a lot of pressure and you set yourself up for failure. I like to think of them instead of a burden as more of an opportunity or a goal, a way of growing or improving. Mm, but, but isn't a resolution like just that. what you did there when you said you're going to you're going to try and do something once a month? Isn't that kind of the same? And you're just not giving it that resolution name because it has this. Maybe it's got a bad rap. Yeah, maybe tomato, tomato. But I'm going with tomato. Okay. So yeah. All right. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> it feels to me like resolutions are, and I kind of feel the same way as you. And I'm, I'm giving you a hard time, but I feel the same way about it. Like at least for me, anyway, for resolutions, I feel like that it's something that you sort of make up on a whim, and it's destined yeah. for failure. Even you know it's going to fail when you. You say it, but you say it with all the bravado and chest out and this year is going to be my so-and-so year. And it's the same as last year and the year right. before, you know, it's uh humans are, are tough to, um, to change. I think, yes. you know, it's, it's very difficult to change. And, and, you know, there's been things in, in with my personality, I've been trying to change since I was a kid and I still haven't done it. Now you could say that I should oh. give up at this point, but, <laughs> but I mean, you know, I'm working, it's a work in progress. Yeah, we all are. Mm-hmm. We all Always are. will be. But at least we are working and we are changing at, and we are improving and we're doing the best we can. And I think that's the most important thing. Do yeah. the best you can. Yeah. Shirley, do you have a plug? Um, we were just going to um, wish everyone, you know, a happy Christmas and hopefully a, a long and happy and healthy 2023. And um, I guess just to bring the materialistic attitude of Christmas into it, Late Christmas presents, Amazon.com for our books. <laughs> mm-hmm. Nice one. Yep. Yep. But um, really, 
God, if you haven't got one of our books now, you're just not trying. So I just hope everyone has a has a great, happy and healthy Christmas and stay safe. Here, here. Yeah, Brian? Yeah, I echo those remarks. I, I don't really have a plug other than what I, what I said before about um, the, the, everyone who participates in giving something back to their community from the motorcycling community. So Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah, Grant, how about you? Well, I, I will. Okay, I'll be the crass one. <laughs> You're going to have to go to horizonsunlimited.com slash events and plan 2023. Ah. We even have a new event, Austria, end of September. Ah. Exact dates to be announced. So that And that's an adventure riding weekend. So there's, if you're planning on going on a trip in 2023, you always start your planning to see what's on, what HU events are on, where, hmm, and figure out where you're going to go. And add so, the Patagonia loop to your plan. And uh, add <laughs> the Patagonia loop. Patagonia That's going to be in there. I like that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Got to do that. Uh, and, of course, if you're looking for a little inspiration, a little information, vimeo.com slash Horizons Unlimited for wonderful videos that will really help you out. Of course, you can always go back and make sure you start on episode one of Raw. And that's mm. how many years now? It's, I don't know. It's six six years, is it? Yeah. Sure. I had a guy write me a little while ago and said, I just discovered Raw, and I, I think I'm on year three. I've got a long way to go, but wow, is it good. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah. So, and Merry Christmas, everybody. I think Shirley said it really well. Hope you all have a, a wonderful, happy, healthy, vigorous 2023. Get out and get on the road a little bit. Do what you can. Sam, did, did you have a plug? I do not have a plug. I also would just like to wish everybody a very happy Christmas season and um, an absolutely busy, smile-filled motorcycling 2023. Thank you very much for joining us all. We love you guys. Yeah, I'd just like Amen. to say thank you very much to to all the listeners that, that that make the whole thing worthwhile. Because if we didn't have a bunch mm -hmm. of people listening to this thing, it wouldn't be worthwhile. And I think that's what makes it so much fun. And and we mm -hmm. all get the emails and, and notes and stuff, messages from people. It's great. Thank you very much. Uh, we really appreciate you listening to this. And and if you if you like what you're hearing here and you you sort of get some entertainment from it, one of the ways that you can support is by every, everybody has books to buy or or in Grant's case, videos to buy. So if you're thinking about doing that this time of year just drop by our website go to the the show notes for this go to look at raw and you'll find the links to buy everyone's books etc which are uh, everything is actually highly rated by by the public so it's not like they're uh they're books that aren't known and, and videos that aren't known etc so that's one way to to show support if you're interested in doing that I guess that wraps things up, everyone. Thank you very much. I appreciate it so much. Another wonderful year, and I look forward to sitting down with everyone in just a few short weeks, I guess, as we start a new year. I always picture it like going, turning a corner and starting something brand new and talking then. Sounds good. Great. Happy Cheers. holidays. Cheers. Happy holidays, everybody. Cheers, everyone. Happy holidays. Bye. Well, that wraps
wraps things up for this month's ARR Raw. And thank you to my co-host, Sam Manicom, starting with Sam Manicom. He lives in the UK. He's got four books and audiobooks that follow his eight-year motorcycle journey around the world. His website, sam-manicom.com. Shirley Hardy Ricks and Brian Ricks are from Australia. They also have published their own books on motorcycle travel. You can buy them wherever you get e-books at their website, aussiesoverland.com.au. Michelle Lamphere is a motor traveler that also has a couple of great motor travel books, The Butterfly Route and Tips for Traveling Overland in Latin America. Both of those titles available on Amazon. As well, she has a motel for us motorcyclists and anyone else called the Chalet Motel. You can find out more about that at chaletmotelcuster.com. And of course, Grant Johnson is from Horizons Unlimited, which is the hub, literally, for our adventure motorcycling community. Horizons Unlimited has tons of up-to-date travel information, as well as a huge forum of dedicated travelers that connect you with other travelers. They also put on the hub meets around the world. You can see a worldwide list of hub meets at their website, horizonsunlimited.com. Special thanks to our producer, Elizabeth Martin. My name is Jim Martin. Thank you for listening. Join us again next time. Oh, and don't forget, if you want to get uh, your question or a topic suggestion in here, drop by our website. You can also look at the show notes. I have some more information in here. AdventureRiderRadio.com. 